Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover personal journeys behind their work, explore options from indie to traditional publishing, and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing Season 4. I'm Katherine Taylor, and we are coming to you from Grand Falls, Windsor, Newfoundland, Canada. And please let me know where you're watching from. It's always fun to see how far these shows go. This is our second show of the new fall and fourth season. And I'm here to focus on writers and publishers we all love. Let's Get Writing is available each week live on my Facebook page, Katherine Taylor Media. And all shows are permanently hosted on my YouTube channel at Katherine Taylor TV and also available as podcasts on Podbeam or your favorite platform. And be sure to subscribe and never miss another show. You absolutely don't want to miss a show. These guests are so great and no exception today. My guest today is someone I've interviewed in the past regarding a project she was developing with Nicole Smith for the Gordon Pinson Center for the Arts. She is an award-winning playwright, writer, and performer of unique distinction. She has served as writer-in-residence at Memorial University. Her plays are regularly produced nationally and internationally. She's just published a new book with Breakwater Books, and here it is, Love Life. Please meet Bernardine Ann Therese Stapleton as I welcome her to Let's Get Writing and um, bring her right up here. Hello. <laughs> I'm not hearing you. I, I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> and it was so perfect. Oh. Excuse me, my my bad. I uh, forgot to unmute you. Oh, great. <laughs> you know, I have all this technology and I do these shows, but I'm a one-man band or one-woman band, I should say. I have you to have do all the lighting power. and the tech. <laughs> and, um, but here we are and ready to go. And I'm so great to have you here. I got your name out and you're affectionate affectionately known as Bernie, and that's what we're going to call you here. <laughs> Thank you. That's Bernie, fine. yeah, it's been a busy summer for you. You were here in Grand Falls, Windsor, and uh, you were a fixture at the Gordon Pinson Center for the Arts, something, a little something called the Kitchen Party Theater Festival, huh? Why don't yeah, you we... <laughs> take it away? Sure. Well, as you know, uh... Nicole Smith and I spent the last several years developing this little festival. Um, and uh, the, the year that we were supposed to launch and go live, of course, didn't happen. It was 2020. So this summer we were there and we were in, you're right, we were fixtures in the, in the center at the Gordon Pinson Center for the Arts, which is my favorite arts and culture center in the province. And it's very unique. Um, you know, it's got all that beautiful light. It's got a gorgeous little stage in there and a wonderful staff and manager. And 
we started really small, as you know, Catherine, and, um, you know, our intention is to work with the center and with the town of Grand Falls, Windsor and our sponsors as we move forward and just kind of slowly grow it to be something that establishes a professional theater presence in central Newfoundland. Mm, and what a great idea. We're so happy that you and Nicole have undertaken this. And I think the theater community has responded so well. Um, you started last summer. We did an interview last year about the process of writing the Mill Girls, which is now called Girls from Away. And it was on the stage and it was amazing to see. It is amazing that, uh, and you as a writer yourself, you know, like how long it takes to come from idea to process to creation uh, and then seeing the fruition of the first stage literally go to the stage this summer was really amazing and Nicole and I want to continue to work with the composers on the show Girls From Away and keep developing it um, so that as the world opens up again um, knock on wood um, and our, our, our traveling audience increases that people can really rely on coming to the center and seeing something that's really amazing each and every summer and Grand Falls Windsor is amazing because there's already so many great actors and performers and group theater groups community theater groups on the ground there um, that it just sort of makes it just sort of it's such a welcoming artistic community already and there's so much talent to work with already it sort of makes it so effortless to glide in and find find a little niche in there we were so so blessed this summer as you know and it was busy as you know because you and i mm -hmm. hardly even had a moment together <laughs> to reconnect at all so you know, we hardly did but you know, the theater community here has such a rich history and there was a period, I think, where it struggled and where it didn't really feel it had a home. So what you've done is, and along with a lot of things, the center has uh, really been revitalized and we're seeing more, more and more activity there. And to see this play evolve and even your lunchtime show which was the rowdies which was yeah, fantastic yeah. yeah i shared a little video from that and you did i loved it so much a lot of great local talent as you as you say i want to go back to the point that you made because we do talk a lot about writing and it's what i really noticed with this project from when i first sat down with you and nicole and how how something evolves with writing because we see the end product if we go to um a performance maybe that's something that's been quite finalized and you sit there and you go wow that's great but we don't see any of that background of what all goes on together how the songs are written how the story is told you know just talk a little bit about that and, and from your perspective I would love to do that because it's so rare to be asked that, um, you know, the process of creation for the stage is really different and really unique because you are combining so many different elements. So the script that we produced this summer was quite possibly in its fifth or sixth form. By that point, we had created characters, we had cut characters. Uh, we had thought it was going to be one kind of musical and then we changed our minds about that and thought and decided it was going to be a different another kind of musical. 
Um, it was, uh, at one point, it was over, well over two hours in length, and now it's a 90-minute piece. Um, even up until the first reading we had on the stage at the Gordon Pinson Center for the Arts, we then went back and did another major rewrite in, in the rehearsal process. And um, it, it's, a, it's a really good example of how it can take years to develop a really good stage play. Um, and we feel that audience feedback is a really important part of that. And that's why we wanted to bring it to the stage this season as a work in progress um, so that people could see where it was sitting and we could hear how the jokes were landing or how the songs were working. And then from that and from that feedback, uh, we are now able to go back to our composers and back to ourselves as writers and go, now we, we really see a clear path to how to elevate this even more to strengthen the voices and make the characters a little deeper and a little richer. And so it's never really done. I mean, I, I also know people who work on other shows that are major, major successes in, in Canada and, and in America. And even when you hit a certain point of success, you're never really done with it. It's always, it's always in process. And also we were creating a play in one of the most interesting and challenging times in our living lifetimes. And so everything took on way more meaning than we ever imagined, like the importance of place, how special Newfoundland and Labrador is, how special central Newfoundland is. Those were elements that particularly the central Newfoundland motif, of course, you know, it was so important all along, but it became way more important now because it's sort of like a message to the world that it's a safe place. It's a welcoming place. Um, it's a place of family and creativity and art. Mm -hmm. So we had that um, challenge and luxury that I hope we continue to rise to because if people are going to make a choice to spend their hard-won money and come inside and depending on where the regulations are, have to wear a mask or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever, then we just want to make sure that people feel this is this is like yeah I'm I feel good I did this and I'm taking something away um, as as a message of hope and empowerment and also celebrating uh, those women from long ago from Grand Falls Windsor those girls from away I think one of the things that sort of Nicole and I realized too uh, watching the play this year is that the really unique thing about being a Newfoundlander is if you're not in Newfoundland, you never really feel you're at home anywhere. <laughs> you're the second person who said that to me today. <laughs> See? So it's true. It's true. Yeah, it it's is. It's got to be a true thing. And that, so really, we're all away in some in some way, shape or form if we're not at home or we're thinking about home. True enough. imagine one day we're going to get back home. Yeah. And so we want the play to feel like that. We want the festival, the Kitchen Party Festival to feel like that, that you're getting a little bit of home. No matter where you're from. And, and you're doing it. I think, you know, what, what we were feeling. And one thing I really noted, and I want to talk, I want to talk about your book in the process, but oh, the difference between writing a book and writing a play, once a book is written and it's published and the papers are there, it's, it's, it's very set. I mean, yeah, you can go do a revision, but there's a lot involved in it, a lot of cost. And, and not to say 
that doesn't happen with uh, a play once it's set, but in the process of creating it, it's different. You, it's more malleable. It's, you can actually, now you can go next year and change things and do things. Whereas with a book, you know, your publisher would be like, no, no, the book's published, it's done. But with this, you can add this, try this, change this, elevate this. I hadn't thought of it. So different. It's so yes. cool. I think the thing, uh, the more challenging aspect of writing a book or creating a painting or a sculpture is you're so right. When it's done, it's done. Like you can't go back and revise it. If there's a passage you feel, oh, you know, I wish it, I wish I could have made it a little better. You, you can never do that. With a play, you're getting so much feedback all the time. Uh, you know, from, well, if you have a director, if you have a dramaturg, if you have designers, actors, everybody's got something to say. And your job is trying to sift through all of that and then serve the greater purpose of the story. And that's why I find writing writing books and this book was is way more challenging because almost you're just alone with yourself. Like I know you work with editors and things like that, but it's you and yourself and your story and your characters. Mm -hmm. So it's tougher for me anyway to find the faith as a solitary creator it's it's very different totally different experience absolutely and when i often say this as writers when you sit down to write it's you yourself and i in a room with your computer and maybe you play music maybe you don't but there has to be that time in the chair where you're really getting what is ever in your mind your and your heart and your imagination onto paper and then you, you step out and share it. But what's the writing process like for you when you're doing your book? Do you have any little mm. tips to share? <laughs> well, I love the phrase time in the chair because mm. that's important. I hear from a lot of people always say, I want to write a book or I have a book in me. But in fact, it, it's never going to happen if you don't put your bum in the chair and show up to the page. So Usually my favorite time to create is I literally wake up in the morning because I'm an early riser. I wake up, I sit up, I get a coffee. I have a lovely, huge pillow. And uh, I'll probably do what I call morning pages. And I'll just put anything down on the page and it doesn't matter if I think it's great or not. And that was one of my struggles as a writer <laughs> for many years. And it still is, is that, oh, if I finish a page and it's not great, I just want to go back and start over again. But a lot of writers have said to me, just keep going because you can have a really rough first draft and then go back and and make it into the vision that you want it to be. So get your bum in the chair and show up to the page. <laughs> just, <laughs> and don't, don't let your inner critic have the reins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that inner critic just tends to sit right there on the shoulder and... Uh, and always have something to say. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about you and what you do is because you're a self-starter and you uh, you have to, ha I admire your energy and and sort of the profile that you're, you're able to give to every person that you come in contact with and all the writers that you support. Um, you know, if you were waiting around for someone to give you the push to do that, it wouldn't happen, you know? And I think in a sense, we're all sort of entrepreneurs in that way. Mm -hmm. you know and I think that we all can support each other with that kind of energy 
Mm, I, I think so. And, and one of the reasons in starting to do this show was for myself to learn more about the writing yeah. process and then give a voice to authors because where can you sit down and talk about your work for half an hour? But and still it's yeah. good for the world to see. So uh, thank you, Nick. Um, <laughs> thank you, Bernie, for saying that because oh, that's you're welcome. That's, was important to me to create. So now we've talked about you, the playwright, and, and how you approach your writing. How about this book? How was this book to write? Because I'm reading here, Do You Love Life? In this, you can see my little stickies here, by the yeah, way. I love it. Because there were I love things the, that I, I like. Yeah, I love the cover that yeah. we came up with. It's, uh, it's very whimsical, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I like that you got your little dog on there and yeah. so many writers. I had, mm -hmm. had to have a beagle and a glass of wine, of course, all the important things in life. I was doing, so where I started writing books is um, because I've done a lot of one woman shows in my life. I've written a lot of them and I've done a lot of monologues and um, and I don't actually ever really think that I'm a funny person, but I think I write funny things. I can be observant and humorous. And so a lot of my process in my artistic development was writing down what I truths and make writing it in a way that I found humorous and then being able to say it. And then as part of the process, I began to think, well, what about if people can read it? So some of the material in the book Love Life actually began with me on stage creating material. And it, and it all began, I created a one-woman show called Woman Naked. And this is a few years ago now, and I was working with uh, Sharon King Campbell, who's a director and a creator here in the province. And uh, it was basically about all the ways that women, we beat ourselves up about our bodies, about our looks, about what society tells us about aging, about, you know, how, you know, when you think about it, if you think about it, most of the advertising and marketing campaigns, uh, money in the world is spent on uh, marketing ideas that convince women that we have to change something about ourselves. Mm. So it's could be your body shape it could be your skin type it could be how you look it could be what you eat uh you know all manner of things and I sort of started to just write about that at first and talk about you know my nightmares with a Spanx experience <laughs> uh trying to get ready to go to the world premiere of a show of mine Brazil Square literally I w was trapped inside a pair of Spanx because I got them halfway up and I couldn't get them and <laughs> cut them off with a pair of manicure scissors and and how ridiculous it is you know that you that I would actually go into a restaurant and I'd immediately know the carbohydrate content of everything I was eating you know and I was adding it all up in my head and and the more I began to write and talk about things like that the more feedback I got and the more um, women and other people would share their experiences with me and I also um then wanted to marry that with sort of going to Italy and traveling in a country where beauty is celebrated in a completely different way you know where older women are celebrated where size is celebrated uh where you don't have to fit into any kind of cookie cutter mold at all and um when I was a kid uh my best friend and I uh Mary Pittman dreamed about going to Italy and we were going to 
look for this famous statue. And she passed away in her 20s of uh, cancer. And so she never got to do that. So I went from monologuing to then when I went to Italy, I started blogging. And then I began actually creating prose and going back to my memories of my childhood friend and how free we felt then. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we felt free. We felt like anything is a possibility. And I felt like the older we get as women, particularly, uh, you know, you just feel squished down, you know, and sort of like you become to believe you have to be smaller and you have to be quieter. You have to be nicer. So mm-hmm. I took all of those elements and I made it into love life. It's been um, a long time. Yeah, well, I was thinking that it's somewhat of a memoir, and it, it, it and you draw from the past and your experiences over there, and uh, I, I I just got to read this because you brought up the Spanx. So this is one of the lines from your book that I have highlighted because I thought it was so funny. Wearing Spanx doesn't make you look any less fat; you still look fat, plus constipated. <laughs> Encased like a wild moose sausage. I loved it. I was like, oh my. And there was, you know, I just was laughing at the whole image. And you do that so well. The oh, way, thank you. Yeah, the way you look at things and it's kind of, it's fresh. And the way this, and your search for, um, I want to say it's in, in Italy, they call it the Palazzo, I think, Bernardine, Bernardine. Yeah, Bernardini. <laughs> Bernardini, the whole search for that. And, and you're right, like such a different country and such a different approach to women there. Um, and just, I I, th- I think it's, it's more vibrant. I think of, uh, for example, Sophia Loren, everything is just sort of, you know, it's just sort of full and out there and it is it is what it is. And I just recently saw her in a, a film, um, you know, as at her age now and just kind of, wow. trying, yeah, to look at it and yeah. put it Put it all back together but she was still remarkable you know yeah and, and, and that's beautiful. why that's amazing that's very yeah. coincidental because as you know she's referenced in the books mm-hmm. as saint santa sofia loren um that one of the characters constantly prays to um and the thing i found too about being uh being a newfoundland being a newfoundland or anywhere if you go anywhere where there's a distinct culture there you're going to find connections um so Italy is like that, you know, it's about where you are geographically. It's about the, um, you know, the infrastructure, the, the very strong uh, art, art, arts and cultural mm-hmm. stamp that's on absolutely everything. The relationship between few food and humor and love, like all of those things are celebrated. And, uh, you know, I found that when I was there, as soon as any of us, who were from Newfoundland said we're from Newfoundland they, there was recognition even if they thought it was Finland <laughs> or weren't sure where it was there was a sense of you come you come from somewhere that's like us you we are we are alike you know we are a separate entity onto ourselves you're onto yourself welcome in come on in and um the uh amazing artistry of the fact you know that it was, it really reminded me of the fact that whether you're going to theater or, or music or you're eating food, it's like you don't need language to do it. Because mm. I remember we went to 
a church and heard opera and it was all in Italian. I didn't care. You know, it was like, you didn't have to know what was being sung. It was the intention of it and the beauty of it. Um, that, that was extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. It transcends yeah. language. And it's funny, I've, all, I've been in many countries and I've always felt at home in Italy. I probably went back four or five times because wow. I, I, I always just felt at home there. And it's not every country that I feel that way. I like France too, because um, I love the French language. And I felt like I could understand Italian because I couldn't understand French and they're very yeah. close, you know, that sort of thing. But I just, I just was something about Italy where mm -hmm. and it's interesting. You should say that because I felt at home there and a lot of places I go, I don't feel that same at homeness. I agree with you. And I think also, if you think about the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, each region is almost a different little country. You know, like if you are in Europe and you drive somewhere for two hours, you're going to be in a different country, basically. If you're in Newfoundland and you drive for two hours, you're in Clarenville. So, uh, and there's nothing wrong with being in Clarenville, by the way, but uh, it's so, it's like every region is like a different country. That's why I love um, Grand Falls, Windsor and central Newfoundland so much because it's so different from the rest of the province. It's, mm -hmm. it's so very unique geographically, the trees, the rocks, the, you know, where you are, the heat, it is uh, a totally transcendent experience. And Italy was like that for me, because uh, when I first went there, I was in, uh, you know, the Tuscany region. And then if you, you know, and then without you travel a little further away and then you're in Florence and then that's totally different, you know. And uh, it's a lot like Newfoundland, like the accents change wherever you go and the habits and, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, I just found so, so many similarities and I think you're spot on. I mean, you can go to other countries and not make that connection, but I think if you're in a really sort of distinct culture that's really distilled uh, into a regional type of lifestyle that Newfoundland will find a connection. Yes, it, it will. And, and Bernie, this book is described as a, a book about self-acceptance and self-love. So was it healing for you to write it? Yeah, it, it it's healing for me every day because every day I can look at it and say, I wrote that. So, you know, I've got, I've got some wisdom looking around inside of me somewhere. And when uh, I was working with the publisher of Breakwater Books, who are so fantastic, you know, we were wondering, is it going to, is it a real memoir? And it's not a real memoir because clearly there are things in there that are, um, uh, I would call them creative nonfiction, but still creative all the same. So influenced by and based on, but uh, I love that I could find that mix that sort of keeps me within the safety of almost a play, like a character, mm -hmm. but also gave me those chapters which could be really forthright and really vulnerable to say, you know, I did feel this way and, and I'm working on not feeling that way anymore. And a lot of that was about, you know, how self-isolating depression can be or body shame can be, um, any kind of, uh, you know, economic difference can make you feel if you feel like you're struggling. Um, we hide ourselves away. And then irony of ironies, um, just as the book was ready for publication with the previous publisher, the pandemic happened. Then we all went into what real isolation is and what real lockdown is. And so then I, I think it was amazing 
that I had the opportunity then to go back into the book and sort of, like I was saying to you before with Girls From Away, kind of see what is special, what needs to be said, what needs to resonate. Will we ever have this opportunity again? I was thinking, oh my gosh, that is the last time I'm ever gonna go to Italy. And of course, as we know, in the early days of the pandemic, Italy was one of the first and hardest mm -hmm. hit. And, um, and um, so I look at the book now also as an homage to the privilege of travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, which, yes, which we very much took for granted. Absolutely. Yeah. And the importance of knowing and understanding how people around the world live. And it's not at all like the way we do. No. And sometimes we see things always through our eyes. Bernie, where where can people get this? I want to I just want to share with people before we wrap here that uh, this is your website, BernardineStapleton.com. And the book's available through Breakwater's online it's, site. And yep, it's breakwaterbooks.com. And it's now just now going out into stores. So if you go into Chapters or Coles or any independent bookstores, if you don't see it, ask for it. And they can just get in touch with Breakwater and they will take care of that. And of course, you can also get it online from breakwaterbooks.com. Fantastic. So we are, our time together has come to an end. So Listen, it's always such a joy because uh, I think you and I could happily talk about writerly things for hours. A long time. It's probably a good time we have only a limited, probably good we only have a limited amount of time. <laughs> We'd still be here an hour from now. Well, thank you so much, Bernie. And to everyone out there watching, thank you for your support. And don't forget to subscribe to Let's Get Writing on YouTube. Have a great day and we'll see you again soon with another fabulous guest. Bye, Bernie. Yeah. Bye, love. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.